welcome to the Accelerator Podcast. I accelerate coaching. I'm your host, Howard Bishop. And I'm Ed Miles. So, episode two, New Year's resolutions and the barriers into training. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Hope you enjoyed a good Christmas and are now settling back into the routines. Happy New Year, Howard. Happy, Happy New Year, everyone. Did you do much over Christmas? Uh, went to France for a couple of week, for a week, which was nice. See the family in that. What about you? Nice. Yeah, just family stuff. Uh, ate too much, drank too much. Usual uh, Christmas break. Yeah. A couple of weeks, well, a week and a bit now back into work, aren't we? Settling back in. Yeah, ready to be training yeah. and rugby in again. Um, obviously, getting back into the routines sets us up nicely for our episode today about New Year's resolutions. A couple of top barriers we're going to go through and what stops people from training and stops people New Year's resolutions succeeding and how we break those barriers. We're also we're looking at goal setting because obviously it's January a lot of people set goals don't they about getting yeah. to the gym being healthier happier trying to be more successful this year than they were last year. We're also looking at why some people succeed and talking through that and then why people some people fail looking at kind of the factors that play a role and then we've got our special guest today don't we? Yeah we do so our special guest today our very own Dave Cook. The boss man himself. Yeah the boss man Major Cook getting him on to talk about goal setting not just from a fitness point of view from what he did in the military and how he evolved so if you don't know Dave was a major in the British Army. He, he came out and uh, wanted to get into the fitness industry, and that was his main goal in life. So how he built his own uh, train-like-an-athlete mindset, but then also how he delivered that train-like-an-athlete mindset. So in this section, hashtag train-like-an-athlete, we'll find out how Dave has used his train-like-an-athlete mindset through his training in his various careers. First of all, welcome, Dave. Hi, right, Dave. All right. Uh, so Dave, how do you feel like you've um, applied the train like an athlete mindset into your training life career and what, you th- what do you think about that as a, as a, like a motto? Train like an athlete to me was, wasn't just a mindset thing. When I first started thinking about training a little bit more in depth and becoming qualified, um, I tried to apply the things that I'd learned through my career and the people that had influenced me. So one thing that I always thought in the military was that a case of grizz fizz. And what I mean by that is you go as hard as you can for as long as you can, or as long as the PTI says, that's it. And then I met some quite inspirational people who brought about quite a lot of positives from training. And that was teamwork, communication, bond, work ethic. And that's something that's always been with me since a child. And I started thinking about, well, what what does the fitness industry do? I'm going to go try some PT. So I, I paid several trainers to train me and I, I said that my goal was very very different and I, I looked at what the industry was offering and actually it was very shallow it was a case of oh right so you want to be a bodybuilder you need to look like this oh you want to get lean you need to look like this oh you want to make your career in the military you need to do this and actually it was all the same so I started thinking well hang on who, who, who've been the people that have influenced me best what has their mindset been what is my mindset now compared to what it used to be when things are tough, what do strong people do? What have we been taught? What have I learned? What have I witnessed? Um, and I started to apply that to my own training. And it didn't just mean pick up a heavy weight and grizz it out. It didn't just mean pick up something heavy and run up top of a hill, although that was fun and that was enjoyable. Um, and and there's always, there is a benefit from, from doing grizz fizz. But you've got to come with a more, dare I say, holistic approach. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about flexibility. We're yeah. talking about um, body weight strength. You can't build a house on a swamp, yeah. and people don't seem to get that. Set your own core values type of <laughs> thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're saying that your experience in the army, and then experience with the other people, these other trainers, kind of 
you've amalgamated all those things into one thing to kind of formulate your mindset. And I've applied a lot of it, certainly in the latter stages of my career when I was probably in a more of a leadership position and um, quite quick turnaround for my soldiers and my and my peers for going to Afghanistan or Iraq. There's a lot of people who you've probably mentioned that I will mention. So, you know, Tim and Jacko from School of Calisthenics, they have quite similar principles to us. And there's no surprise because we, we were friends previously and we've learned the same way. But again, even though they're calisthenics based, they talk about these things. And I think the point for me was, train like an athlete. Why should Mrs. Jones get a different service to Sonny Bill Williams? Why do we say to Sonny Bill, Right, we talk about shoulder mobility, we talk about CV endurance, uh, we talk about power, strength. Well, yeah, he's pro, great, but why shouldn't Mrs. Jones do that? Yeah. You know, we talk about this neural connection and we say, you know, recruitment of motor units and things like that. That is essentially what you're taught at level two and level three. So why is it not relevant for the average client? Of course it is. Mm. And if we're saying that active daily living, you know, you want to get better at living and people have a fluffy goal of just playing better with the kids, yeah. why wouldn't Mrs. Jones or Mr. Jones want shoulder mobility? Yeah, yeah. And, and we spoke about that in episode one about how you need a holistic approach and it just because you can't do certain things, it doesn't mean you can never do those things. We yeah. we get to get you from A to B, and how we can get that middle that middle ground. So. Yeah, and, and you think that's what train like athlete to me means. Again, not just kind of I need to, I'm a runner, so I need to run. Yeah. I need to look at everything. Yeah, and what and, involves yeah. involved. While we're at it, then who are your top inspirations, and, and where have you found them, and along the way? A lot of the people who have influenced me haven't been famous people at all. No. Um, yeah. And you know, there's one guy that springs out immediately, Spike Hughes, who was a PTI in the Royal Navy, and now owns a gym in Cayman Islands, and he does a lot of combat fitness. But the things that he was doing back then, and the things he talked about, I suppose at the time they should have been standard, but they weren't. They were, you know, they were they were inspirational, and the way he approached training was possibly great. controversial. As well, controversial, right? probably, yeah, yeah. certainly in the military at that time. We were treated like athletes. You know, we we were given breakfast. We all had breakfast together. We then went for a run in the morning. We did weights in the afternoon, and really that instilled in me confidence of thinking all of the things that I saw and read about and have a go in the gym so instead of just doing the same you know bench press that squat that it was apply new things and different things confidence is a big thing about what we'll come on to on the goal setting because you've got to have those confidence to try and pull out what you you want to achieve and, and, yeah. and, and just setting above the bar don't be just comfortable yeah. and we see it here don't we that people um, don't want to be out of the ordinary they want yeah. to do the same as everyone else but you've got to start somewhere yeah, and, yeah. and that's one thing that I do notice when you're training your clients you know they come in here maybe under confidence they want somewhere more private and they leave yeah. completely confident oh, I'm going to join Dana Marriott's I'm going to go to CrossFit down the road I'm yeah. going to go to wherever I'm going to play rugby it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you that's Correct. the exact yeah. thing yeah. so then the, the last one is is who do you follow you said The Rock already and you said Arnie I know they're quite big on social media is there anybody else you follow that really sort of pulls out at you stands out I've been lucky enough over the last few years to be involved in education and CPD with personal trainers and sports people. And there's, there's hundreds to, to, to name. But I like a few examples for people um, to follow. Huda Fit, probably. I know you've followed her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's on Instagram. Um, she's a, an Arabian girl and she's doing some quite good stuff. Kaiser. Um, yeah. So she trained Michelle Obama. Um, she's had a good couple of good projects over in the States. Um, there's a few speed guys. Um, both Kaiser and Huda both really focus on multi-directional movements and they yeah. they teach you how that just moving your limbs away from your body can be an, a real challenging thing so that's two, two good ones yeah. to follow. Um, Rani Alaskin, uh, she is certainly not, she's an athlete. I think those three individuals in particular 
uh, break the barrier of being a woman and doing yeah. things. Like that Simone Biles, the gymnast for the yeah. US, she's she's strong, she's fit, and yeah. she's what nineteen years old, and she looks great, yeah. and she she clearly takes, you know performing. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean locally we've got um, we got Sarah G. HB, who's a powerlifter for GB, oh, yeah. and you've got Freya Morrow, who's a local yeah. lass from Doncaster, um, both fantastic athletes and, and great to follow and, and, and see, you know, young women lifting quite decent weights. Yeah. I follow Mark Dykes, who used to train with Mark before he got to UFC. Um, I like some of the stuff he does and some of the, some of the things his conditioners do with him. Uh, I watch a lot of NFL stuff. So Saints, the New Orleans Saints, they've got quite a good program going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it over there, don't yeah. they? That's a that's a really good. Uh, uh, series on Amazon as well. If you follow the one, all or nothing, I'm, that's it. Yeah. All or nothing. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, there's lots of them. Uh, all different ones. That, you mean, uh, <coughs> if you follow the Man City, they've got loads of NFL yeah. teams. The All Blacks. The all Blacks. It's, it's really interesting on finding out a bit of background, yeah. background yeah. stuff about the staff and the players and and the different aspects to pro sports. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of people they, they want to get fitter. They think right. January the 1st I'm going to go out I'm going to go out running um, I'm, I need to run 10k so I'm going to try and run 10k but they've not run in 5 years so they yeah. try the, they try their 10k mm. yeah. they get absolutely knackered after 500 metres oh, well, and conversely people then try and do a k yeah. but again they've not run for 5 years yeah, exactly yeah, but then yeah. they don't know what it feels like they say oh I'm so far away from my goal I just might as well not bother Yeah. This and then it. that's where they toss it off and just so, you know, to stay as they were for the last year. Correct, or or, or go backwards again. Yeah, so exactly. next year when they try and do it again, and, or it puts them off the training because <coughs> yeah. they've not enjoyed break, it because they're so far Breaks the confidence. It does break the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's why the arm in the army as well. They don't they make you make your bed. That's the first thing. They, they teach you how to make your bed right, and they no matter what, that's a really simple thing. And it, no matter what, at the end of the day, you've got a made bed. And I, it's. I think, it, but I think that goes back to ownership. Yeah, this is yours. Same as your work and everything else. This is your boots, your clothes. This is yours. This is your space. This is the one thing that you are in complete control of. Yeah. So the one thing, or the two things, or the three things that I'm in control of, are the things that immediately attach to me. Well, you can say the same thing about your own body. Correct. Yeah. You're in charge of your own Brush body. Brush your teeth. The first yeah. thing. No matter yeah. what, you've got fresh breath every yeah. day. Yeah. So. Having a shave. People are like, oh, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, People are like, oh, I've, I've <clears throat> started a new job. I've got fairly fat. It's just because I've got my new job. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's you're not, in it's charge of what you do yeah. with your body. But, but, but yeah, there's obviously I these put strain on you being able well, to that, do that. That comes on our next point. It says there is no bad days. People just have bad moments, but they make it a bad day by building up in their own mind. Don't it's like when people like we spoke about uh, in the last episode where about diet. Where oh, I've had this this cookie, so I might as well just sack it off for the rest of the day and just have yeah. this pizza for you, tea. You've just had a bad. Oh, yeah, you've had moment. a moment of weakness. Yeah. Having that one cookie for like 88 calories or whatever it is, it's just it's an fine. extra keep, calories. Keep just go back to your normal diet. It's not going to be that bad. Yeah, at level two, we teach um, a bit short, medium, and long term goals. Oh yeah, in the, in the, yeah, the nutritional. So, so we yeah, teach intervention, yeah. absolutely, but we t- we talk about um, habit. So habit forming. So your short term goal is go to the gym from no times a week to three times a week. Yeah, so the, the the science behind it is, and it brings us nicely onto our next thing, is about habit forming technically takes 21 days but if you want it to really stick you need to do 27 days with the degree of accuracy but then realistically that's why the government and things do stoptober and um, dry January January is because that's 31 days if you can give it up for 31 days 
you're pretty sweet. I would actually extend that to 35. If you can do 35 days with or without something, you've made a habit. So 35 days of stopping smoking means you don't need it anymore. Your body physically doesn't need it. It's just changing your mentality. And then creating habit forming on, per se, a gym point of view will come on to. But then if you can do just once a week for 35 uh, days worth, no drama and then so all like of a sudden five, five sessions in it. yeah all of a sudden you've only <clears> done five <throat> sessions but you've created a habit it goes through to and our next you, point about setting um, smart goals and smart targets so. I think when you talk about sport or smart which I'm sure you'll go into it's not just a simple we, we probably sound blase in the fact that we're saying it's easy because you do I'm not trying no. to say that at all you've got to look at the emotional factors and the social factors and things like yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. more likely to achieve something if your partner does it with you, yeah. if you've got similar goals, but yeah. everybody's stress and how they deal with it and how they interpret it is very different. And you know, I've been there. It's not nice to feel that you are so fatigued and you're so busy that you can't go and do something that you love. So you end up punishing yourself by sacrificing the one thing that you like and love and know is going to feel good for everybody else and everything else. And that's quite a tough thing. Why am I going to the gym when I'm this busy? Well, actually, by going to the gym, I'm going to create myself space. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm going to be able to think methodically and logically. Yeah. And actually, one of the big problems that I might have, and also is a very small problem because I've yeah. had time to invest in me. The A of smart is, is achievable, that making sure that it is achievable to you. You shouldn't care about anybody else, easy to say, but... If you make it achievable to you, so even if it's like Dave mentioned earlier, just walking down the street, like walk to the shops, right? Who cares what everybody else thinks? If you do that, you've ticked that box already, you've made it partly smart already. Uh, so one big thing that people do is they go too hard too early. So I touched on it earlier with running the 10K, going to the gym, go straight in the deep end, trying to train six days a week, run 10K. And copy your inspiration. Yeah, so like they see that Arnie used to train every day, etc., and then jump straight in try and do that and then they can't do it so then they either drop off get injured they drop out and they don't do it something like that not measuring the intensity yeah. to what they've been used to that's the okay. and not building a house on a swamp so yeah. not, there's no build up yeah. you know uh, they've just gone swamp house straight in yeah. like there is uh, science behind training every day I'm yeah. not saying it's bad but for if you were to get into training it's, it's not ideal for you to train every day people will come they've never trained before they'll have a day in training and then the next day they're absolutely knackered and they can't move because they've never trained before yeah. you need that day's recovery if you haven't trained at least a day and we talk we talked about doms in the last in the last episode but if you have that delayed onset of muscle soreness it's going to happen 24 to 48 hours after so you're going to be in pain if you've never done it sometimes anything. you'll be in pain for like a week We've trained awesome. a few people who've trained to the, on the gym on their own, but they just <coughs> plateaued. They come to us and said, "I want to get better." So we throw in all these different things that they've not been doing before, so then they come back, can't walk, can't yeah. move their arms because their body's not used to it. They're used to sagittal movements only. For us, we line. put that Tuesday session in to mix that up. So we have a posture and mobility session on a Tuesday. It makes people move in different ways, and generally they, they love it or off. hate it because yeah. it gives them a lot of pain gives them uncomfortable yeah, or soreness or uncomfortable because they've never done it before and we move them into ranges that they've never been used to. Like they leave to. feeling really good because they can move all these different, like the range yeah. is increased everywhere but then they wake up the next day and they're like, oh. That leads us into the next bit about about volume as well so we'll put this in a different context. <laughs> so say you're doing dry January and then that doesn't mean, if yeah, you've created habit forming now that your body doesn't need it but the amount of volume that you then you'll go back to will break that habit straight away so if you go from having nothing 
of something for say it's chocolate for 35 days you've done your 35 days and then you have a whole big bar you've almost broken it straight away because you need to bring it back in moderation again so like dry january if you go out on a big binge the first right. week of february it's going to it's going to break that habit well, form and you but it gets everything in moderation if yeah if you bring it back in moderation is is the key so then once you you've proved to your body you don't need it or you you do then need you it if it's gym if you, and then you can bring the other things back in moderation it's the same as as going to the gym you know there's an emotional attachment you feel good by doing it but again take everything in moderation so build resilience into your own structure mm-hmm. rebuild redundancy so the next points then are two very training based ones so uh, fasted cardio is a big thing around Body, bodybuilders love it don't bodybuilders they? love it so th- let's say the good about it the good about it is if you have less energy in your body and then you use up what is left it should rem- be have benefit on paper it makes quite a makes sense. perfect sense perfect on, on paper. paper real terms what it brings is that you have that amount of energy throughout the day no matter what and you're putting that another amount in it doesn't matter whether you do it in the morning the evening that amount of calories is getting burned regardless of where it is for high-end let's let's call bodybuilder high-end athlete because he because he is you know he puts himself through it mentally physically emotionally and obviously and for them it works for the reason they state the thing is you know Tommy Jones down the road who's a 21 year old lad who's going to beef with the boys he doesn't need to treat himself like a bodybuilder no. if he's not already training no. that way no. and that and that's the problem magazines and all the rest of it put these people in front of us and we have a uh, an unnecessary realistic expectation of ourselves based on the instagramization if you will yeah. of society yeah. some people it suits because like <clears throat> they get up early in the morning they just go straight to the gym don't eat they just go on the treadmill yeah. they come home they have breakfast to go to work it, it fits into their life it's them doing exercise it's ticking the box but then when they've looked at studies that for fasted cardio, fasted cardio versus uh, fed cardio, where you eat before and then train. It makes yeah. no difference. There's, there's not really a difference. It's just kind of. But then, if you then compare fasted cardio, fed cardio, and then no cardio, I think you'll find the difference. Yeah, yeah. So that's the problem we said with last time with all the studies. They never do all three. It's either one or the other. Well, and one thing you can't measure and talk about often is the emotional attachments and those things. I said it again. I've said it three mm. times now. Ultimately, whatever you. If it stops you over indulging in something, then do it. You know, that's the point, isn't yeah. it? Get it into your routine. If it makes you feel better for that day and keeps you motivated longer, makes you have an early night and not go the boozer, then that's a good thing, it's a positive thing. So you're mm. saving calories from elsewhere. Yeah. So it, it's It's all what works for you as well. Like I said that's the the good. If it works for you, then great. If, if it fits in, it fits yeah. in. Exactly. Don't be don't be stressing oh, I need to get up earlier so I can do fasted cardio because yeah. it's it, you end up you... getting up at three AM and having a long yeah. day, what's the point? So then the last one, um, Training split. So, again, this is a very, very bro science thing based based from bodybuilding. And bodybuilding does work. We're not bashing that. But what the training split means is that you essentially train two body parts, usually the secondary or you work the antagonist to the muscle. I personally feel that this can work. I don't choose to do this. But when you do, say, chest and triceps, it does have scope because you're fatiguing the muscle by using the secondary but I think that the way people do it is they get lost in what the science is so then they'll do a split with chest and legs and you think well that's nothing to, to do with then fatiguing the muscle anymore. everything's right if you if you kind of justify it you can just yeah you can justify it if you justify it to you it makes you feel good then crack on 
but the thing is there is you know there's different splits there's your six day split honestly I think the common thing that I see in the gyms <clears throat> it was particularly young lads not necessarily young ladies I think young, young women actually <laughs> like when they've got when they, well, when they do their splits they seem to do more work yeah. so they won't just do squat and deadlift they'll do all these wonderful things but they do more yeah, whereas yeah. lads will go in and go right well it's chest day today all sagittal I've got bench I've got incline press I've got flies and then I'm done yeah. well all of a sudden okay it might work for the first three weeks after eight weeks it ain't gonna work the mm. volume of work needs to increase you know and all of it and, oh, and again let's well. take it, away let's take away this issue uh, it ties in and it's probably a bit boring it, your muscles don't have brains so yeah. how can you make the muscle guess you can't now I understand the training adaptation and, and working out but your muscle doesn't have a brain it's your brain through the nervous system and motor control that their split always seems to have arms in it on any day that's why lads do it because they want big guns but they'll do six days but the, sh- the volume of work isn't enough to change or challenge yeah. them, and I think that's the key. Or like it will be to start with, <coughs> and then it and then, then they'll keep going. It'll go. Yeah. Another thing as well is before about putting yourself into fatigue. And yeah. Another thing as well. And the only thing that makes you grow is overload, and yeah. you can't overload. You do the same thing all yeah. the time. And so, like, let's say you, you train Monday to Friday, and you do your tri- just, you know chest and chest and tries on a Monday, yeah. back and biceps on Tuesday, legs on a Wednesday, shoulders on Thursday, but arms on a Friday. But then what people do is they'll have that thing and then they'll go go Monday, do their chest and chest and triceps, whatever, but then they can't go to the gym on Tuesday because they're at their cousin's birthday. So they go on Wednesday and then they do that, but then they've skipped it and then they get back to Monday again and they've they've not done one from last yeah. week, but then they just go back to chest. Like Dave said, if if it works, it works. But, you know, it's everybody's different, that's the big thing, is is, is that people forget that it's what especially trainers forget this is that just because it works for that trainer doesn't mean it's going to work for every yeah. individual you have to be personal and that's the personal part of personal training so remember that joints move in three planes mm. yeah. and, and often we end up tripping up we don't pay attention to different hand position foot position I know the fitness industry generally is getting better at that so you've got businesses like Escape Fitness and Ziva and I who are now thinking about how can we promote this more functional training and get this uh, th- this multi-plane movement going so I know that that's happening but it'll catch up with everyone eventually yeah. if we call multi-directional or multi-plane movements supplementaries I think it works far better and I think you get yeah. far more people yeah. buying into it section the finish line this is where we fire out quick fire questions <coughs> and uh, see how Dave answers them ready to tee us up for our next month's episode you ready Dave? I think so <laughs> Hopefully you're better at answering these questions than, than we were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so let's go. So, favourite food? Steak. Oh, strong. Do you like coffee or tea more? Coffee, probably. Favourite superhero? Thor. <laughs> yes. Same as Ed. <laughs> Squats or deadlifts? Dead. Weights or cardio? Weights. Rehab or prehab? Prehab. Yeah, prevent injury. Yeah. Favourite holiday destination? America. I think we're going to say Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you a starter man or a dessert starter, man? Starter, extra meat. Yeah, I love that. That's my, my thing as well. Most underrated exercise? Uh, kettlebell swing or snatch. Love a good snatch. <laughs> Best rehab tool? Ooh, uh, CMT. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. With the missus or with the lads? Sorry, Joe. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> On the lash with the lads or on the lash with the missus I, I'm, I, I like the lads I like going on the lash with the missus as well though okay. good save yeah, very good diplomatic save. <laughs> sat on the fence uh, worst injury you've ever had ACL MCL at the same time yep rough uh, favourite footballer Ratcliffe no. 
Skiing or diving? I like a good ski. I don't mind diving from time to time. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. Is dancing an Olympic sport? Olympic, no. It's not worthy of the Olympics. It is in this Olympics, so, but... But you don't think it should be there? I, well, don't be putting words in your mouth. <laughs> it, it's a funny one, isn't it? It depends what type of dance we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, dancers are great athletes, but is it yeah. a sport? Mm. What defines a sport? Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that later. Budgie, budgie snugglers or swim shorts? I'm, I'm in between pest, man. I like a good pest shorts. <laughs> Tight shorts. Yeah. Would you rather order a beer or a cocktail? Beer. I would have said both. <laughs> I'll go for both. Three of each, please. Yeah. Very gun. Is it a good or a bad tool? I think there's benefits to stuff like that, but not what they say for marketing. I think this is the same answer for this one as well. Foam roller, good or bad? Yeah, again, it can it's it's it can be used as a tool, but it's not for the reasons that think it that people think. Yeah. The whole fact that you know, we can change fascia is <laughs> limited um, for me and and for the research as well. So. Yep. I think there there's an emotional and mental thing that you've got to be able to play with people in order to get them to where they want to be yeah. eventually you can wean them off it but if that's what they believe in and makes them happy and makes them sound do it we need yeah. a whole new episode just for foam rolling and, and therapy yeah. and therapy and massage and all the rest of it yeah. Yeah. <coughs> thank you for listening thanks Dave for joining us on the Cheers, podcast Dave. this week uh, places of interest for the future accelerate-coaching.com to find out all of our um, technical information at Accelerate Coaching on Facebook or at Accelerate underscore coaching on Instagram. Submit any questions on goal setting you may have or you can speak to us through the links that I've just said um, by email. It, next time we're going to look at injury and rehabilitation. We said that we were going to do that before, but we are actually going to do it on the next one. Teasing you. We'll uh, do a poll on Facebook and Instagram to see which things you want to you hear about. And then if you want to follow me, I'm at at Bish1990 on Instagram and I'm at Ed DM Miles and Dave uh, you don't want to follow me but we will put some links on of people that you might want to follow a bit more interesting than me um, out there that are doing some good stuff yeah thank you everyone cheers cheers, cheers.